It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. Welcome to the Wednesday, September 1st, 2021 edition of the Heartland at Noon. Brought to you today by Heritage Insurance and Purpose Financial. Working together to serve you better. Back to school today for both public and separate school division kids here in Moose Jaw. We visited with Prairie South Director of Education Ryan Bowen earlier this week. Today, Ward Struby from the Holy Trinity Catholic Division on the Heartland at Noon. It is September 1st and it's go time for candidates across the country as we go to the polls in a federal election on Monday, September 20th. If you've been out and about in and around Moose Jaw and area, you've likely seen the signage. I've seen it for four candidates, but did you know we have six to choose from in the Moose John Lake Center Lanigan riding? We'll take a look at the local angle and talk to Dr. Howard Leeson, Professor Emeritus, University of Regina. His research focuses on Canadian politics, foreign policy, and the Canadian Constitution. Stay tuned, you will enjoy. The latest local candidate to open a local office is People's Party of Canada candidate Jay Craik. Our Sean Slatt will report. 15 weeks of winning into the final couple of days. It's exciting. I'll tell you more about that. And Farm It Forward, our most recent winners on your radio today. On the Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw news. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Slatt. A perfect combination of summertime conditions came together last night for one of the biggest storms we've seen on the prairies this year. A powerful supercell moved across the province Tuesday evening, producing lightning, strong winds, and damaging hail, particularly southeast of Moose Jaw. Parts of Regina saw so much hail that it seemed that the ground was covered in snow. SAS power responded to outages ranging from Regina to Elbow and Marsden to Pence. All told, we've seen seven rain events in Moose Jaw since August 19th, and with another 54.7 millimeters up to midnight last night, it has all added up to 143.8 millimeters, which equates to 5 inches and 6 tenths. Meanwhile, last night, Elbow received 52 millimeters of rain, Regina got 15 millimeters, and Watchers received 21 millimeters. One of two men wanted by the Mushaw Police Service has been arrested. Sean Robinson was arrested on aggravated assault, robbery, break and enter, and breach of release orders. The police service announced yesterday that he has been arrested and is in custody. Police, however, are still looking for 29-year-old Scott Bobbitt. Bobbitt is 5'10 and 200 pounds and is wanted for aggravated assault, robbery, and break and enter. If you have any information on the whereabouts of Bobbitt, you're asked to contact the Mushaw Police Service or Crime Stoppers. Grab a new unwrapped toy and rev your engines. The 33rd annual toy run returns to Musha on September 18th. Murray Roney, Musha Cycle Association president, explains why riders across the province take part every year. Well, I think a big part of it is that we realize that there's kids out there that they need just a little bit of extra. Eh? If we can do a little bit of that, the motorcycling community is more than willing to help in any kind of charitable thing and This was the one that we kind of got hooked in with, and we're going full bore still. After making adjustments due to the pandemic restrictions last year, it's business as usual for 2021, starting at 2 p.m. sharp at the bottom of the 4th Avenue Bridge on Manitoba Street. There were 274 new confirmed cases of COVID-19 yesterday, along with two deaths and 153 recoveries. 2,204 cases are considered active, with 31 of those in the south-central zone. 
130 people are hospitalized, including 100 receiving inpatient care and 30 in intensive care. 97 of the people in hospital are not fully vaccinated. People's Party of Canada candidate for Moose Jaw Lake Center Landing and Che Craig officially opened his campaign office at 33 High Street West on Monday. Craig said the PPC's platform is for a hands-off government to give people their freedom. You want to look after your family on your own and not have the government dictate? You're with the BBC. You have no other option. PPC leader Maxime Bernier is expected to be the first federal leader to come to Moose Jaw. He'll be holding a rally from noon to 2 p.m. on Thursday at the May Wilson Theatre. The City of Moose Jaw Beautification Awards were handed out last week. David and Gwen Venn won the Best Residential Property for Sunningdale VLA West Park Ironbridge, while Leanne and Murray Rice were the runners-up. Lori Godry won Best Residential Property for the Northwest, while Karen McCuban received special mention for Best Planters. The Beautification Awards have been handed out annually since 1981 to recognize outstanding properties in the city. And finally, road work is continuing in Moose Jaw, with construction workers often being mere feet away from passing cars. SGI's Todd McMurchie says that highways have seen plenty of people speeding past construction workers. He reminds everyone that speeding through a city construction zone can be just as dangerous. If you're just talking about a city street, they're going to be reducing the speed even lower, perhaps to 30 or 40 kilometers per hour. It's very important for drivers to apply those same principles. You're passing through a work zone, which is essentially someone's workplace. And you want to keep the people working in there safe. McMurchie adds that you should slow down well in advance of a construction site. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermusha.com. And now for the Golden West Radio Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 132 points, the Dow Jones is up 4 points, the NASDAQ is up 111 points, and the Canadian dollar is up to 79.36 cents U.S. Calvin Gertson is expected to be sworn in today as Manitoba's interim premier until the party's leadership vote is slated for October 30th. Meanwhile, one of the candidates running to be Manitoba's next premier appears to be taking a more relaxed approach to internal dissent over COVID-19 vaccine rules. Heather Stephenson says two of her Progressive Conservative Caucus colleagues, James Tietzma and Josh Ginter, are listening to and representing their constituents. Starting today, Quebecers are required to show proof of vaccination to access business and events the government deems non-essential, such as restaurants, gyms and festivals. Starting September 15th, people and businesses caught violating the health order can face thousands of dollars in fines. Russian President Vladimir Putin has criticized the U.S. involvement in Afghanistan, saying its 20-year military presence in the country has achieved, quote, zero. Putin says for 20 years the U.S. military in Afghanistan was trying to civilize the people who live there and the life philosophy of these people should be treated with respect. Britney Spears says her father is trying to get about $2 million in payments before stepping down from the conceivership controlling her life and money. In a court filing, the pop star and her new lawyer say she will not be extorted before her father, James Spears, resigns. In his own recent court filing, the senior Spears admitted he had plans to step down, but only after several items of business in the conceivership are finished. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, Discover Moose Jaw Sports. 
Canada World Women's Hockey Champions for the first time since 2012. The result ended a run of five straight world titles for Team USA last night. Marie-Philippe Poulain scored the overtime winner as Canada beat the Americans 3-2 last night in the tournament final in Calgary. Poulain went top shelf bar down for the winner, but play continued with officials apparently believing the puck did not cross the goal line. TSN's Rod Black had the call on the goal, and then they played on for almost 40 seconds before a replay was seen, and the timekeeper pushed the buzzer button. Now Poulain with speed, trying to get the puck. Here's Marie-Philippe Poulain. She shoots. Oh, she she scored. They're saying no. best to get a whistle here. This game is over. This game is over. The buzzer. Canada has won gold. A golden goal from Marie-Philippe Houlin. Captain Canada has done it. Awesome. The Toronto Blue Jays lost 4-2 to Baltimore last night and host the Orioles in the third and final game of that series tonight. The Jays are four and a half games out of an American League wildcard spot as of today with the Yankees and Boston Red Sox owning those wildcard spots today. Boston's coronavirus problems keep getting worse. Star shortstop Xander Bogarts was forced to leave last night's game because he tested positive for COVID-19. Bogarts hit an RBI single in the first inning of Boston's 8-5 loss to Tampa Bay, but was replaced defensively in the second. Six Red Sox players have tested positive for COVID-19 since Friday. And the All-Moose Jaw Championship Final in the Rambler Park Fastball League was rained out last night. The Giants and Canadians will try again Thursday night at Memorial Field. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. It's getting better all the time, as a matter of fact. Clearing skies this afternoon with a high up to 22 degrees. Tonight, clear and cool, low 7. Tomorrow, sunny, wind gusting 30 up to 50 out of the west. The high tomorrow, 22. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud, 21. Saturday, sunny, 22. Sunday, sunny, high 24. And long range, Labor Day Monday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of 25. So pretty good forecast for the last weekend of summer. Yesterday's uh, high, 29, well, actually 30 degrees in Moose Jaw, 29.6. Normal high at this time of year is 22 with a normal low of 8. Record high, 37 degrees in 1983. Record low, minus 2 in 1974. Sun came up at 617 and goes down tonight at 747. This hour, Moose Jaw, 18 degrees. Regina, 18. Assiniboia Gravelberg, 19. Rockland Coronet, the provincial hotspots at 23 degrees. Swift Current, 15. Elbow, 13. Davidson Watrous, 17. Once again, Assiniboia, 19. Regina, 18. And with the wind west at 22 and the relative humidity at 67% and mostly sunny skies. It's 18 degrees in Moose Jaw. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist Drew Lerner for Young's Equipment, your Case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan. Rain that fell across portions of Saskatchewan again yesterday, causing another disruption to harvest progress. But the rain was helpful in the long run. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. We do have uh, amounts of rain reported in the last 24 hours, running from 8 all the way up to 55 millimeters. Much of that occurred in the central part of the province. And as we go forward now through the next 24 hours, we will see additional rain, but mostly in the eastern parts 
parts of the region. The precipitation by the time we get to dawn tomorrow will run from 3 to 15 millimeters across the eastern half of the province. We'll see a few other showers in the northwest and north central parts of the region, but it will be much lighter, with the totals not much more than 5 or 6 millimeters expected. The southwest, west central, and south central parts of the province will be left mostly dry today and into the night tonight. Tomorrow, we have an upper-level low-pressure center that will drift across the region. It will generate a little drizzle and some light rain showers, especially across the north and east-central portions of the region. The upper-level low will linger on Friday and will likely see, finally, an opportunity for drier weather to settle into the region Friday afternoon and will stay with us through a fair amount of the day on Saturday. Another low-pressure center, though, is expected to evolve Saturday night going into Sunday along the Saskatchewan-Alberta border, and it will work its way eastward across the region on Sunday. It will generate some additional shower activity across the north and east-central parts of the province, but after it passes, we might be able to see a couple of dry days, with the next opportunity for precipitation occurring very sporadically across some of the northern and eastern areas again, possibly on Tuesday. The temperatures overall over these next several days will vary quite a bit. We will cool down with the cloudiness and the shower activity that is expected to occur, especially that which occurs to, uh, on when, on Thursday and Friday. During those two days, the north will see highs only in the teens. Southern areas will still manage to get up into some lower 20s, though. Our nighttime low temperatures are expected to run mostly in the upper single digits into the lower teens. There will be, though, a chance for some chillier temperatures for a brief as the skies clear off here at the end of the week going into the weekend with a few middle single-digit readings possible in the north. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. Tim here with Young's Equipment. Get more. 20% more capacity, 30% more speed, 70% more flex. The all-new Macdon FT2 gives you more of everything you need for harvesting performance. From the company that brought you the original flex draper. Call your local Young's Equipment location or visit youngs.ca. Bigger, faster, flexier. Get more with the Macdon FD2 Flex Draper. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Road report for Tip Top Roofing, serving Moose Jaw for over 30 years. Call Tip Top Roofing today for your free estimate and 10% off, 631-5975. Hey, school's back in session. School zones are in effect. Uh, They are all summer, too, but just a reminder. Chances are you'll find the Moose Jaw Police Service enforcing those school zones today. 40 kilometers per hour or less in local school zones. School buses rolling, too. Give them lots of room. Still lots of construction out there. Highway 1 between Moose John and Regina. Two stretches of westbound lanes under construction. Still some construction in uh, Highway 363, southwest of Moose John as well. Remember, 60K in those orange zones. And remember, a quick and easy way to know when your garbage is being picked up in Moose Jaw is with the free Moose Jaw Live app. You'll get push notifications direct to your smartphone, so you'll never miss a day. It's free. It's in the App Store. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. Here's the first estimate of how much damage the drought has caused on crop production across western Canada. StatsCan just issued its forecast for this year's crop output, or at least how things looked a month ago on July 31st. To put it simply, the hit's between 30 and 40 percent, but leaning more towards the 40 percent overall figure. 
Canola production in Saskatchewan was projected to be down 33% based on lower yields but more acreage. They target yields at 27 bushels. That's about 38% below average and the lowest output in nearly a decade. Producers devoted fewer acres to wheat this year, so reduced yield as well as acreage declines meant output is likely to fall 40%, with averages running in the 30 bushel range. And the largest decline of all came in chickpeas, which were projected to see 70% less output, while field peas were down 43% and lentils dropped 30%. This forecast was built using new satellite technology to monitor crop progress, and it also showed the crops matured faster than in any other year that this technology has been deployed. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. The best way to start your weekend is at Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Saturday on Langdon Crescent from 8 to 1. Rain or shine, bring your family to Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Wednesday is Men's Night at the Hillcrest Golf Club in Moose Jaw. Members and non-members are welcome to join in on the fun, which includes a $3,000 hole-in-one challenge, dew spots, a skins game, prizes for low net and low gross, closest to the pin prizes, and great specials in the clubhouse. Strike up some fun this weekend at the South Hill Bowling Center. Rock and Glow Bowling is back Friday. Friday and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons. Knock down some pins with your friends and family. South Hill Bowling. Call 693-0955 to book your spot. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. If you're on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you've uh, probably seen some of the photos from around the province. Uh, big storms rolling through last night. We got some pea-sized hail here in Moose Jaw. Nothing too serious, but lots of rain. Heavy hail in certain sections of Regina. So much hail, it looked like there was snow on the streets. All told, we've had seven rain events in Moose Jaw since August the 19th. And with 54.7 millimeters up to midnight last night here in Moose Jaw, it all adds up to 143.8 millimeters over the course of the past, uh, well, not even two weeks. Uh, that equates to almost six inches of rain, five and six-tenths, as a matter of fact. I did my arithmetic this morning, so lots of rain. And like I said, lots of photos on social media uh, today uh, from all the hail and all the storms. And now all those storm photos have been replaced, uh, at least on Facebook, and well, on Instagram and Twitter, too. Back-to-school photos. Everybody's got to post the back-to-school photos. And an old friend of mine says, and he's a well, he's almost as old as me, he says, Hey, Facebookers, great to see all the back-to-school photos. It's good to know there will be taxpayers coming up through the ranks to cover my retirement. Keep up the good work, kids. <laughs> I just thought I'd better share that with you. Hey, the uh, perfect pet contest from Pet Value is back underway for the month of September. So if you're ready to show off your perfect pet for the first time or take another shot, we're teaming up with our friends at Pet Value to show off your pets. And each month we draw five pets for a showdown. And the pet with the most votes gets a $50 gift card from our friends at Pet Value, plus the title of perfect pet for the month. All the details and entry information on discovermoosejaw.com under quick links. Our August winner, the cat with the most votes... Samus the cat, Sherry Braun, and Samus win themselves $50 to spend at pet value. Sherry Braun. This is it, yeah. Rob Kearney, CHAB calling. Uh-huh. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Hey, uh, you entered your cat to win the uh, Pet Value Perfect Pet Contest, right? I did. 
You're a winner. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I didn't doubt it because she is a real cutie. But <laughs> <laughs> now, it's is it Samus or Seamus? It's Samus. Yeah, it's, she's named after a video game character. <laughs> okay. Uh, tell us the story about Samus, a rescue cat from the Humane Society, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, my daughter and I were volunteering um, at the Humane Society when I first met her. And she was kind of tucked away in the back of a kennel and not getting much attention because she wasn't demanding it. And um, I just fell in love with her markings and and the fact that she wasn't too demanding. So, yeah, we um, I had to convince my husband because he's allergic. But he um, he met her and fell in love as well, and and um, and eventually agreed to let us take her home. And she, as I said in the in the post there, I um, she hid from us for the first three months. She was really timid, but as she got to know us, she got to love us as well. So it's a success story for the underdog cat. <laughs> Absolutely, she's <laughs> such a sweetie. Awesome. Well, congratulations. You uh, can uh, treat Samus to all the treats she can handle. $50 gift card from Pet Value and the Pet Value Perfect Pet of the Month contest from CHAB and DiscoverMooseJaw.com. You can come to the station anytime you like and pick up your prize. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Have a great day. You too. Sherry Braun, our winner in the Perfect Pet Contest from Pet Value here in Moose Jaw. Samus, a video game character. I did not know that until now. Um, the protagonist of the video game series Metroid by Nintendo. I haven't played video games for like 15 years since, since I mastered Mario Kart back in like 2006. So I'm, I'm out of touch. Samus the Cat. Hey, back to school today. Um, an exciting day for many, for sure. But as you can imagine, or if you have kids or grandkids, as you know, uh, there's been some hesitation and some anxiety, some worry surrounding the new school year with COVID-19 cases on the rise again. Parents, teachers, and our children have that weighing on them today. The local Holy Trinity Roman Catholic School Division just reissued their most recent back-to-school plan on their website this morning. Our Daniel McElroy following up with Director of Education, Ward Struby. Ward, why don't you tell us about your latest revision to your back-to-school plan and how you've settled on measures that are in place? Yeah, no, we work very closely with our uh, local medical health officers and, and their recommendations. As a school division, we definitely have a duty to protect our staff and students, and under their recommendations and consultations, uh, we made that decision that requires all of our students and staff at the elementary level to wear a mask. Uh, we've also asked that all of our staff at the high school wear a mask as well. Uh, here in Holy Trinity, we are a mask-friendly school division, and we want to do our part to protect our students. Also, we know that uh, the majority of our students uh, do not have the opportunity to be uh, vaccinated at this point. Uh, so this measure goes a long way, along with other pieces like good hand hygiene and distancing when at all possible. Yeah, I think you, 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 some of the statistics you've listed in your, in your plan is that only about 20% of, of elementary age school kids have had their vaccines. Um, and that's the reason why they, you're saying that the masks are, are required. You're not mandating masks for your high schoolers, uh, high school students, but you've also said that the, the vaccination rate for them is not as high as the SHA would like. So are you, are you just hoping that it's high enough that masks won't be necessary? 
Well, at the high school level, we uh, do have uh, uh, students that can be uh, double vaccinated, and we have a pop-up clinic that will be happening at uh, Vanier Collegiate uh, later this week, so we're hoping to continue to rise those numbers. Uh, the last data that we had from our local medical health officers was on August 20th, and they just pointed that uh, age 12 to 17 students' uh, double vaccination rate was at 53.4%. So we don't have the specifics for our school students, uh, but we do have the, the statistics statistics for Moostra as a whole. And and you've just made the decision that uh, that the, I mean Vanier being being your only high school um, in in Moostra that you'll be able to make do. Yeah, in Vanier, Phoenix Academy is also in Moostra, so we have two uh, high schools here in Moostra, uh, both Vanier and Phoenix. And uh, with that, uh, we know our high school students have the opportunity to be double vaccinated. We strongly encourage these students to wear a mask, but they did have the opportunity or do have the opportunity to be double vaccinated. Uh, And then we also have all of our staff at our high schools that will be required to wear a mask because we want to set a great example and have kids that want to wear a mask uh, feel that they're supported. And so you're you're having a vaccine clinic here uh, at Vanier uh, coming up here. Is is that something that you're considering doing more often? Uh, yeah, we we uh, work closely with uh, public health in Moose Jaw, so uh, they contacted us to uh, set up that that clinic. And we strongly encourage all of our students and staff that that have the opportunity uh, to become vaccinated because we want uh, in person learning to continue at our at all of our schools. I think the question that's probably on on most people mind people's minds are. I mean, usually Prairie South and Holy Trinity are, are really coordinated on their on their messaging and their plans. But this year, um, we're seeing elementary schools at uh, in Prairie South not requiring masks and but being required at Holy Trinity. It seems it strikes us as odd since you're presumably consulting with the same local pu- public health officers to see that difference in your plans. Well, I definitely can't comment on decisions from other school divisions, but I know our meetings with local medical health officers uh, were very, very clear with their recommendations and consultation uh, that we should be be masking uh, in our schools, especially the elementary, where students can't be double vaccinated. So I can say from our point, we want to do what we can to make sure that our students and staff are safe. What have been the reactions from, from parents and students so far to this announcement? You know, I've taken lots of uh, feedback from parents, uh, uh, both very, very supportive of our plan and, and some that uh, do have some questions. Um, we understand that, that our plan is a little bit different than, than some of our partner school divisions. Uh, we appreciate the autonomy for local context and professional um, and listening to the professional medical advice from our local medical health officers. So we will continue to work closely with them. And as things change, our plan will continue to change as well. Ward, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Is there anything that we might have missed that you think that we no. should add? No, I just uh, thank you for the phone call here today. And uh, I'm just really excited with the first day of school in our Moose Jaw schools here today. And uh, out in Swift, Curtin, Shonovan, uh, they have their first day tomorrow. Yeah, and we wish you all luck and fingers crossed. Uh, we can get through this school year without uh, too many problems. But certainly there will be challenges, we know that. And we'll keep you posted on the local situation, of course. I'm Rob Carney. This is the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. We're into week 15 of 15 weeks of winning. So just one more chance to qualify and be a winner. Tomorrow morning on the 800 CHAB Morning Show. All the details coming up next on CHAB. It's that time of year.
again to start watching football and getting next year's weed control base down for your canola, lentil, and pea crop. Apply Edge Microactive Soil Residual Herbicide this fall for the broadest assortment of grass and broadleaf weed control, including kochia, wild buckwheat, lamb's quarter, and foxtails. Edge Microactive Herbicide from Gowan Canada helps you maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Go to ca.gowanco.com for details. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. The Farm Stress Line is run by people who know farming is full of uncertainties, and that uncertainty causes stress. When it starts to get to you, it's important to deal with it as quickly as possible. If you're having trouble sleeping, feeling depressed, anxious, or having suicidal thoughts, call the Farm Stress Line, free and confidential, and well worth the call. 1-800-667-4442. 1-800-667-4442. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. 15 weeks, 15 prizes, and a ton of fun along the way. And have we had fun on 15 Weeks of Winnie on 800-CHAB. It's all been brought to you by Fable Transport, the Rental Boys, Leisure Toys, Hillside Smoke and Q, Cattle Country Beef, Iron Style House, Fish's Pharmacy, B&B Fruit Stand, and a whole lot more. Wonderful sponsorship and wonderful prizes over the course of the last 15 weeks. And this is it, the final week. Your very own smoker from Hillside Smoke and Q. Up for grabs on Friday. It's custom built by professionals who know their smokers. And what's more, this thing's valued at $2,500. And also on Friday, somebody's going to win some world-class beef for that smoker. A $600 beef package from Cattle Country Beef. So this grand prize is valued at over $3,000. So fire and smoke have been in the title this week on 800 CHAB. It was, well, it's been the theme of week 15. Uh, so far, we've qualified three lucky people on CHAB. They've all won cold brew coffees from Tim Hortons. Don Farr from Drinkwater, he knew the song was uh, Smoking in the Boys' Room. That was on Monday. On Tuesday, Lori Wallace of Moose Jaw called in. She knew the song we were playing was uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. And this morning, James Taylor, Fire and Rain. Don Purinton of Moose Jaw was the first caller through on the Classic Connection, the Moose Jaw RV and Marine Contest line. So tomorrow morning, one more song, one more audio clue with smoke or fire in the title. Uh, or, you know, maybe maybe even in the, uh, you know, the, uh, the group's name. We'll see what we do tomorrow but one more chance for you to qualify and perhaps win it comes up tomorrow morning 15 weeks of winning just after eight o'clock right here on 800 chab moose jaw lake center land again the southern portion of the mostly rural riding of moose jaw lake center land again includes the city of moose jaw also the uh, communities of briarcrest and avonlea the riding southern boundary matches the border of the rms of terrell elmsthorpe and caledonia heading north the riding's western boundary generally follows the thompson arm and southern saskatchewan river systems the northern boundary runs along highway 5 east of saskatoon and east of highway 6 heading south of regina other communities included in this riding are Lumsden, Outlook, Dundurn, Meacham, Leroy, and Earl Grey. That's a lot of ground for the candidates to cover. 
This riding was created in 2012 following a redrawing of electoral boundaries that saw purely urban ridings added to Regina and Saskatoon. It includes land previously part of five different ridings. Like much of rural Saskatchewan, this riding is seen as a conservative stronghold. Incumbent Tom Lukiski won the 2015 election. The first one, where the riding was represented in the House of Commons, he secured 55.5% of the votes. You may have seen all the uh, election signage in and around Moose Jaw and beyond. I've seen the signage of four candidates here in Moose Jaw, but did you know there are six candidates running this time around? Liberal Caitlin Zimmer, a conservative Fraser Tomey, uh, Talon Regent for the NDP, the Green Party's Isaiah Hunter, People's Party of Canada, Che Craig, and the Maverick Party is also running in the local riding with a candidate by the name of D. Craig Townsend. With a closer look at the local riding as we get ready for the federal election, our Daniel McElroy. Dr. Howard Leeson is Professor Emeritus at the University of Regina and served as Saskatchewan's first Deputy Minister of Intergovernmental Affairs under then-Premier Ellen Blakeney. His research focuses on Canadian politics, Canadian foreign policy, and the Canadian Constitution. Dr. Leeson, I'd like to start things off talking about the way our writing typically votes. Uh, Over the past two decades now, Saskatchewan voters have overwhelmingly chosen Conservative candidates, uh, but it hasn't always been that way. As the NDP often like to point out, the prairies were the historical heartland of the progressive vote, seen most notably in the work of the cooperative movement and Premier Tommy Douglas. So what's the cause for this swing from left to right among Saskatchewan's voters? Oh gosh, I usually take about four or five lectures on this when I look at Saskatchewan politics, but... uh... I guess uh, I guess the uh, the nub of the the whole matter that is the explanation most likely is that uh, the nature of rural Saskatchewan has changed uh, fairly dramatically over five or six decades. It's gone from uh, small community farms, small individual farmers in small communities, to uh, larger farms and larger communities out there, and uh, that brought with it a, a social and economic and eventual political transformation. Uh, as you pointed out, the uh, constituency that's now uh, Moose Jaw Lanigan Lake Centre was part of several other constituencies at one point. Most lately, it was uh, Moose Jaw in particular was part of the uh, Palliser constituency, which uh, had, has elected uh, NDP members of Parliament. I believe Dick Proctor was the last one. So there's a good history uh, around the area, both urban and rural, of, of uh, support other than the Conservative Party. And so the right-wing voters this year, they have a few more options than uh, some other previous elections with both uh, PPC and Mavericks joining the Conservative on the ballot. In the in the last provincial election, the Sask Party was surprised to see some of uh, uh, their votes taken away by the brand new Buffalo Party. Do you think that the Conservative Party should have any reason to fear a similar voter split? I don't think, um, I don't think they'd have any worry about a sizable portion of their vote, but once again, <clears throat> the prairies have been very fertile in terms of what we normally call in political science left and right wing populism. That is, the liberal and conservative parties generally are are thought of as parties of larger enterprise in Canada. Parties like the Social Credit Party, the Reform Party, the NDP, um, uh, the CCF before that are generally left-wing populist parties and right-wing populist parties, both of whom um, resist, uh, to one degree or another, large institutions. 
on the right wing they 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 you know they will push back against large banks and things like that large governments etc so that you've got to you've got the the rise and fall of some of these parties and in this election coming up you're going to have i think a sizable vote out frankly for parties like the maverick party maybe not so much for the uh, ppe but uh, certainly the maverick party i think will will do better than people expect yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up populism, just because there's been so much talk about it in politics lately, and, and kind of this uh, re-emergence. But would you say that this this is a new trend? This is a new type of populism? No, actually, I think that the, for instance, the Maverick Party is the natural inheritor of the Reform Party uh, before it. And as you know, uh, Preston Manning, uh, the son of uh, Ernest Manning, who was Premier in Alberta, uh, took what was essentially the social credit vote and made it into the Reform Party in Western Canada. And at the heart of it is a, is a, a, an intense regionalism, economic regionalism. And that, uh, by the way, was uh, has permeated the, the left wing as well, and the, the old CCF and the NDP. Uh, during the patriation of the Constitution, for example, Peter Lougheed, a, a conservative, and Alan Blakeney, and uh, Premier in Saskatchewan, were very strong proponents of of a strong regional uh, western regional voice in constitutional negotiations so you've got uh, you've got it on the left and right and uh, it it certainly is a pushback if you will against uh, the larger national parties what do you make of the comparison between the Maverick party and say the bloc quebecois with the mavericks being more right of the political spectrum and advocating for Western independence compared to the Bloc Québécois who are more left of centre in the political spectrum and continue to push for Quebec's independence. What's your take of these similar but also diametrically opposed positions? Yes, I think the, 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 uh, both of these parties vacillate between, or the Maverick Party is new, but the movement if you take the Reform Party, which was is the, is the predecessor of the Maverick Party, I think it um, it talked about letting the West in. The, the West wants in uh, the Bloc uh, Party, which was formed uh, as an offshoot of the Parti Québécois, is more independence oriented, but it waxes and wanes there as well. They they present themselves as a as a um, strong voice for Quebec uh, in the Parliament, which is essentially what they they think of their role is until independence comes. If you look at the Maverick Party, it talks about independence if necessary, but it really is much closer to to asserting uh, as much independence in Western Canada, essentially through provincial governments, as possible with with independence as a very last resort. We'll take a brief time out and be back for more of this most interesting conversation with Dr. Howard Leeson next on the Heartland at Noon on CHAB. In uncertain times, it helps to have something you can count on. For 25 years now, the Cargill Specialty Canola Program has been providing canola farmers with both peace of mind and an improved bottom line. Our simple five-step program guarantees your end-use market, helping you earn more, aim higher than commodity canola, Set your sights on victory with the Cargill Specialty Canola Program. Contact your local Cargill or select independent retailer or visit VictoryCanola.com. It's a challenging year for my farm. How can AgriStability help? Is there a way to receive my 2021 AgriStability payment sooner? Glad you asked. If you think you may qualify for an AgriStability payment this year, you can apply for an interim benefit to potentially receive 75% of your estimated payment sooner. 
To learn more, contact your local Saskatchewan Crop Insurance Corporation office. SCIC, here at every turn. There's nothing like it. The team racing up the ice and the roar of the crowd when your home team scores. Your Moose Jaw Warriors are back. You've missed being in the stands, so let's pack the arena for the 2021-22 WHL season. This is your year to become a Warrior season ticket holder. Make it happen now. Online, mjwarriors.ca. Go Warriors, go! Discover Moostraw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Clearing this afternoon, a high of 22. Tonight, clearing a low of 7. Tomorrow, sunny winds gusting to 50 kilometers an hour and a high of 20. A mix of sun and cloud on Friday, a high of 21. Saturday, sunny, a high of 22. And Sunday, sunny and a high of 24. There is a pop-up COVID-19 vaccine clinic today at the Musha Exhibition Grounds until 6 tonight. The clinic will be offering both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. For all your news and weather anytime, click on discoverymusha.com or the Musha Live app. I'm Sean Slatt. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. More now from Daniel McElroy with U of R Professor Emeritus Dr. Howard Leeson as we look forward to the federal election later this month. In recent federal elections here in Saskatchewan, we've seen more rural riding votes going to conservative candidates and urban votes going to uh, liberals or NDP Mooshjaw Lake Center Lanigan kind of walks this this interesting line with approximately half of the population living in urban centers such as Mooshjaw and the other half living in more rural areas. If you were a candidate running in a riding, how what would be your strategy to get the votes you need? Well, first of all, I think you would recognize that there's been a broad, what I would call, conservatization of the electorate in Western Canada and in Canada generally, by the way. Um, as as Canada emerged from the Great Depression and the war, there was a, a, a very strong push for things like uh, social programs like unemployment insurance and Medicare and things like that. And some of it led right here from in Saskatchewan. And as the those institutions grew up and satisfied those demands, and as the population has grown wealthier, and there are large pockets of still of of uh, of the poor, but nevertheless, the, the broad middle class. Uh, there's been a general conservatization. So it's not the, the urban-rural split is in some ways not as decisive as it used to be. So that when you see, for instance, the Saskatchewan party taking the suburban ridings in Saskatoon and Regina uh, from the NDP, that's an indication that they uh, that they are in tune with those voters, if you will. So this broad conservatization, if I were plotting a strategy. Uh, and I wanted to get elected for the Conservative Party, I wouldn't write off the urban areas, and I wouldn't write off any part of Moose Jaw, for example. I would be out there strong in, a, in, a, in every part of Moose Jaw, talking about, uh, about uh, social values and, uh, and free enterprise, etc. Uh, there, there are larger numbers of people who find, that, find resonance with that than in the past, I think, both urban and rural. I guess we're wondering about what voter turnout will look like here, especially in in the West. I think it's fair to say that a, a lot of um, people on both sides of the political spectrum feel that their votes uh, in this part of the world might not matter. Uh, people on the left 
think that a conservative candidate is basically a foregone winner and people on the right they might think that they would that their choice of candidate may win but um everyone knows that majorities aren't made in western canada so their vote may not really matter in the end of who runs the country in this election that's already pretty much viewed um as relatively unpopular and and people are questioning its necessity do you think that we'll see even fewer people going to the polls in previous elections Yes, I think that there are a number of things conspiring against the large turnout. The one thing in favor, by the way, is the timing, September 20th. It'll, it'll probably be good weather, uh, unlike November elections or, in some cases, winter elections. But uh, in terms of interest level, uh, people are busy in the summer. They're just getting kids back to school in early September, uh, not paying much attention. So I think that will militate against it. As you've rightly pointed out, here in Saskatchewan, there's a tendency to think that it's a foregone conclusion in some ridings. Uh, and so you will find more interest, say, in a, in a northern riding this time than you would in Moose Jaw Lanigan Lake Centre. So uh, I don't think we'll get a large turnout. On the other hand, I, I'm beginning to sense that this may be a change election uh, nationally. And if it becomes a change election, that is... a a broad move to move the government out and put in a new one, um, sometimes that will bring people out even in foregone writings because they want to be part of, of that change. And we see the polls are quite volatile, but there's a general movement for the Conservatives up, um, slight movement down for the NDP. And uh, and so at the moment, it, it, you know, we're, we're trying to decide whether it's a change election or not. And that may actually militate in favour of a larger turnout. We saw in the last election, um, even though the uh, PPC seemed to have a loud voice that they failed to secure any seats, how confident are you that either a Maverick or a PPC candidate might win, say, in, in Saskatchewan or Alberta this election? I don't think you'll see either one of them win in, in, uh, in Saskatchewan. I think the Maverick party will do better than the uh, PPC um, you might you might see a little upset in a riding in in uh, rural Alberta, but I doubt it there as well. The, the MPs that are there are generally in tune. I think the Conservative MPs generally in tune with their constituents. So, very very difficult, I think. And even if you if you look at the uh, at the website and others, you you get the sense that the Maverick Party is really about trying to force the Conservatives to be much more regionally oriented, or to pay the price eventually if they're not. And if we got, again, a conservative government nationally, it always faces the, the delicate balancing act between having to get elected, which means votes in Quebec and Ontario, and favoring the West in some way so they can keep the base intact. And um, it's, it, in the end, it, it's always failed, actually. It failed for Diefenbaker, and it failed for Mulroney, and finally failed for Harper uh, because of the internal contradictions, I think, that grow so strong. So, um, uh, but I think in this election, the Maverick Party probably won't elect anybody either. What do you think of the performances of the candidates that we have here in Moose Jaw, Lake Center, Lanigan? And probably the tightest race might be between um, uh, former Mayor Fraser Ptolemy for the Conservatives and uh, local lawyer Talon Regent for the NDP. Um, those two are the two parties that have uh, historically gotten the most votes in our riding. What are your thoughts on the way their campaigns have been run so far? Uh, well, both parties, I think, have made a good move, actually. Um, on the NDP side, they have actually um, got a candidate to run twice now. Um, I believe he ran, the, the Talon ran the, the previous election, so he's got a little bit of name recognition. 
Um, he as a candidate will have a little more experience and be able to get out and find people and and get organized better than if you're running as a uh, as a new person on the first time. So I think they've made a good move. I think the Conservative Party has made a good move in electing the mayor of um, of Moose Jaw. Uh, the previous MP, Mr. Lukiski, uh, wasn't very active. Uh, seldom consulted the constituents. I, I, we live on a farm, uh, you know, in the riding, and uh, and I will vote. We will vote in the in this riding. And, um, gosh, I didn't hear from him once in four years, hardly, you know, through a mailer or anything like that. Uh, so he wasn't a very active MP. Um, uh, I think that uh, the, electing the mayor of Moose Jaw is probably good for the Conservatives because it gives them a, a better inroad into Moose Jaw, but I think he will also be able to pick up on that rural vote. Uh, out in the broader area of the of the constituency, so I think both parties made a made a a good choice in their candidates, and probably both of them will firm up their uh, their vote. I think the Liberals, I suspect, are going to lag behind even further, and the Green Party, of course, is uh, their vote will drop. I think just because of the uh, the problems they're having nationally internally. Dr. Leeson, thank you so much for your time today. Is there anything that we might have missed that you think that we should add? Uh, like I say, I'm getting the feeling that it's a, it's a change election. We we might see a, either a very tight uh, race with a with a new government, or if it moves and moves decisively, uh, we could see uh, we could see a major change. Uh, so stay tuned over the next two or three weeks. I think. Oh, we will, and we'll keep you tuned in here. Our thanks to Dr. Howard Leeson. That was uh, as I predicted it would be. Most interesting. We'll take a time out and be back with more, more politics on the Heartland at Noon on CHAB. Summer's not over. There's still lots of time to enjoy all your favorite summer drinks from Urban Cellars. And with fall just around the corner, they know you can't wait to cozy up to your fall favorites either. For a cocktail perfect for any occasion, visit Urban Cellars, proudly serving all of Moose Jaw. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. Hey, Mooshta, this is Michaela Turner from the Mooshta Co-op, Marketing and Community Relations Manager. I'm excited to invite you out to Feel Good Day 2021, happening on Tuesday, September 21st at all of our gas bar locations from open to close. 10 cents will be donated from every liter of fuel pumped at all of our locations. You can buy cookies, coffee, slushes. Um, all proceeds are going this year to Heartland Hospice Moose Jaw, a very deserving group doing pretty special work in our community. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Herbist Financial, a proven track record of achieving your financial goals one step at a time. Four plants indoor gardening. Visit them at 123 High Street West in Moose Jaw or online anytime at fourplantsindoor.ca. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. A good offense is a great defense. Multiple modes of action in Fortress Microactive Herbicide from Gowan, Canada work to defend against early weed competition, against wild oats, foxtail, along with suppression of certain annual broadleaf weeds like kochia, wild buckwheat, and lamb's quarter. Plan a defense against yield-robbing growth in canola, mustard, wheat, and barley with a fall application of Fortress Microactive Herbicide. Go to ca.gowanco.com for details. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan, Canada. 
This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Jay Craig, the People's Party of Canada candidate for Moose Jaw Lake Centre Landing. And the latest to uh, open up a local campaign office uh, happened earlier this week. Our Sean Slatt was there. Jay Craig, the People's Party of Canada candidate for Moose Jaw Lake Centre Lanigan, cut the ribbon to officially open his campaign office at 33 High Street West. Craig ran for the PPC in the 2019 federal election, finishing with 1,613 votes, finishing behind the Conservatives, NDP, and Liberal candidates. He outlined his party's platform heading into this election. We are, we are the, the pro-freedom. We are the, the anti-mandate, the anti-mandate uh, party. We, we don't believe that government should be in every aspect of your lives. We believe that you look after your family and I'll look after mine, and the government should have no place in that. We believe in pipelines, getting pipelines from coast to coast through B.C., through Quebec, using Section 9210 of the Constitution. We believe that for the national good, national infrastructure projects can and have been imposed across Canada for, for Canadians. We are we are pro, pro-gun. pro we, we believe that guns should be... Um, identified based on function, not on looks, and, and not on arbitrary whim by the government. We believe that you you have property rights in Canada, that you should be able to defend yourself. Yeah. Craig talked about the PPC's plans when it came to the economy. We are going to balance the budget in two years. We, we will do that through cutting foreign spending, stopping giving Canadian taxpayers money, to foreign entities, we'll get out of the UN, we'll get out of the Paris Climate Accord, we will focus that money back in Canada where Canadians want their money spent. When it comes to environment issues, Craig said the PPC has no plan for a carbon tax. We're also the no carbon tax party. Every other party has some form of carbon taxation. We believe that no amount of money given to the government through taxation can fix the atmosphere. We should focus on things like Montreal dumping 100 million litres of raw sewage into the St. Lawrence Seaway. That's things that tangible we can fix. Moose Jaw Lake Center Lanigan has traditionally been a stronghold for the Conservative Party, but Craig feels the PPC are gaining momentum. Since there's no incumbent, I think this is our opportunity. Uh, we haven't had representation in this riding for decades. We've had a suit in Ottawa but they were just filling a seat. I'm not that guy. I'll be the vocal proponent of this riding. I'll stand up for us. I will fight for us. I will make Moose Jaw Lake Santa Lanigan known. Along with the opening of the campaign office, PPC leader Maxime Bernier will be in Moose Jaw on Thursday from noon to 2 at the May Wilson Theatre for a rally. Bernier will be the first federal leader to come to Moose Jaw since the election was called. For Discover Moose Jaw News, I'm Sean Slott. All right, thanks very much, uh, Sean. We'll take uh, one brief time out and be back to tell you more about Farm at Forward. 800-CHAB. Missing an important tool on your farm? Add an advanced payments program cash advance from CCGA to your financial toolkit. Now available on over 50 commodities. Get flexibility to sell at the best time and price this harvest season with $100,000 interest free and the rest at prime less 0.75%. Our experienced team makes it easy. Visit ccga.ca. Cash advances are made under the Government of Canada's Advanced Payments Program. 
Attention to Cattle Producers. This Friday at Mount Coda Stockman's Way Company, yearlings and calves sell at 12 noon. Sale catalogs on our webpage, along with all updates and sales schedules. Watch all our sales on duauction.com. September 10th is an all-class sale. Please book your cattle in. Mount Coda Stockman's in the heart of cattle country. We're proud of our market and proud of our cattle. Continue what you do best. Bring buyers and sellers together. Friday at noon, yearlings and calves. Call 478-2229. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. 800-CHAB and Global Ag Risk Solutions presenting Farm Ed Forward this harvest season. You get entered under quick links on discovermoosejaw.com, and if we pick your name, you and someone you want to farm it forward to will win food from onestopeats.ca here in Moose Jaw. 50 bucks each and somebody and our grand prize show Tuesday afternoon right here on the Heartland at noon will win a $1,000 herbicide package from Parrish and Heimbecker. It's FMC Express SG herbicide. Uh, we've got one more winner to pick tomorrow uh, and then we'll make the grand prize draw on Tuesday. Oh no, oh, no, we pick another winner on Friday too. I'm way ahead of myself here. Uh, so Thursday and Friday, you've still got uh, a chance to get in or do it under quick links on Discover Moose Jaw. Today, Gil Martin's our winner. Hello. Hi, oh, hang on Kyle? a minute. Gil Martin's our winner today. But this is Kyle Mooney, our winner from yesterday. Hello. Hi, is this Kyle? It is, yeah. Hi, Kyle. It's Courtney Collins from Catcher 100 and CHAB. How's it going? From, oh, good, thanks. <laughs> That's good to hear. I am just calling yeah. because you entered in for our Global Agorist Solutions Farm at Forward contest, and we just drew your name this morning. Awesome. Thank you. No problem. So what that means here is you're getting hooked up on 50 bucks for uh, onestopeats.ca here in Moose Jaw. And the cool thing about this uh, contest is as well, as you know, is that uh, you can farm it forward to another crew. Who are you farming it forward to, Kyle? I'm going to forward it to my Uncle Jason's crew. Awesome. Uncle Jason and crew, you're getting 50 bucks to spend at onestopeats.ca as well. Way to go, Kyle Mooney. Thanks for entering. You get entered today if you're on the local area farm. Um, you got to be a farmer to win, of course. Uh, so just uh, go to Quick Links on discovermoosejaw.com, click on Farm It Forward, and get entered. It's all brought to you by JGL Livestock, P&H, Fountain Tire, Moose Jaw, AgriLink, your MacDon dealer in Brownlee, TC Energy, and 800-CHAB. The Daily Commentary, coming up next. People are passionate about logos. We wear t-shirts and hats and even have tattoos of our favorite logos. And one of the first things people notice about your business is your logo. Does it communicate what you do, what you sell? Is it well-designed? Is it current? Do you even have a logo? At Homefield, our design team specializes in logos and branding. We've created logos and helped build brands you see every day. And we can help build a strong brand for your business. Logos, branding, Homefield can help. Success starts at myhomefield.ca. Moose Jaw Co-op is your one-stop summer shop. Whether you're hiding away in your backyard oasis, planning a family picnic in the park, or heading off to the lake, they have everything you need to make a good time an amazing time. Buns, meat, cool, refreshing beverages from their in-house liquor store, and so much more. Oh, wait, did you know that with every purchase, you earn equity and cashback membership benefits? Be a part of something bigger and become a co-op member today. Come on in and get your summer going with a visit to your Moose Jaw Co-op. Who's going to run for mayor? 
No one has come forward yet, but the call for nominations doesn't go out until mid-month. We'll go to the polls in a by-election on November 3rd to elect a new mayor in Moose Jaw. This, of course, after Fraser Tomey won the Conservative Party of Canada nomination to run in the federal election. You'll remember in last year's municipal election, we had longtime local John Cott and Nancy Nash taking aim at the job. Cott surprised some of us when he garnered 39% of the vote. I've learned one current city councillor has decided to run for mayor, and as many as three others are considering. I've spoken to two of those three, and they confirmed they're thinking about it. It's interesting to note Jamie Logan was by far the most popular council candidate last year. He had over 3,800 people vote for him. Crystal Froze, Heather Eby, and Don Looning in that order completed the top four, with Kim Robinson and Doug Blanc winning the final two seats. I'm not so sure we can call this exciting, but it will most certainly be interesting. I'm Rob Carney.